0: You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones
1: and Gary Belcher for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs.
2: Oh, don't feel left out, Sats. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the program as well. Must get that opener uh, fixed up uh, because you boys are regulars now. Turning up uh, on this uh, program, this is Off The Bench. Uh, Great to have you both with us, of course. Gary Belcher, Scotty Sattler, myself, Benny Jones. And what a week in league in particular it's been. But, of course, plenty of other sport happening. The cricket in Adelaide, uh, the A-League rolls on again. The big bash is approaching. We've got the basketball heating up. Uh, Plenty going on and plenty to discuss. Uh, Boys, welcome to First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Hello, Benny. Pete Bedell will join us a little later on in the program uh, to sort of fill us in on the coach swap Which finally occurred He's Sanity been uh, Yeah, Pete Bedell from News uh, News Corp. News, Corp. News Corp
0: He's yeah. been right across it uh. Yeah and
2: Zoe's going to give us his take on uh, how it all played out and what may happen. He might actually get a holiday now. It's been sort of that way for the uh, league journos with so much going on. It's like anything
1: in players. media. You never want to take a holiday because no, someone else when, will get a No, that's, the that's, scoot, that's when the news
2: it? breaks, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Now, Makita Power
2: Player, I've looked at the rundown, and there's, again, about four or five of them we're going to nominate uh, across a couple of sporting codes. High-pressure performers, we've got a couple of those as well, and we'll find out what the boys are looking forward to this weekend. But, of course, before we hear from Pete Bedell and recap that, Chat we had with him on Sports Day earlier on in the week. Finally, it has happened. Wayne Bennett, Anthony Seabold clean out their respective desks, chuck their stuff in the car. One heads north, one heads south. The switcher route. They probably high-fived each other on the way past, or maybe not, because I'm not sure they've got that close a relationship. But Sats no. badge. What did you? Uh, what did you make of it? Which, of course, it all unfolded officially well, was, as of
1: Monday. Of course, messy. And what was disappointing, I think, to read was Wayne Bennett's. Wayne Bennett's uh, line when he arrived at South saying he knew it was always going to end up this way. If he knew, I just don't know why he put so many people through a lot more pain and heartache. Uh, families involved, uh, players are involved, clubs, sponsors, whatever it might be, fans as well. Probably more importantly the fans who support both those clubs. If he knew that was going to be the outcome, why hold out? He, he said, Wayne, it was because of his support staff. He wanted to know... What the future of his support staff was, and if he remained diligent in his stance, well, then it would gave his support staff a lot more time to figure out what their future was going to be. Badge.
0: also didn't want to uh, to walk away from his players. Yep. He knew he was going, but he didn't want to be. Uh, he didn't want to walk away. He wanted to be sacked because so he could look him in the eye and say, "Well, I didn't leave you. I told, I was sta- told mm. yep. you was staying." So all of that, uh, I-, I could really sense the relief from both camps this week. South's players, we- we've seen. Uh, interviewed this week, some Broncos players uh, quite relieved they finally can now just get on with the business of uh, preparing for a, a, another uh, another year of the soap opera that is National Rugby League. Yeah, you
1: know, it did spike on Sunday with the, a lot of the publications. Anthony Seibold just opening up a barrage of of abuse towards Wayne Bennett, saying he's had enough. You know, it's it's affecting too many people.
0: Well, seems knew that the deal had been done too, yeah. And
1: I didn't buy into the whole. Listen, my kids are upset because Anthony Seabold himself put himself in the position of putting pressure on he and his family from outside influences by signing with the Brisbane Broncos more than a year out from the end of his contract. So, But in saying that, I, I feel as though there was a lot more at play with the way that Anthony Seabold unleashed on the Sunday. Um, I feel as though that South didn't want him there. They knew that Wayne Bennett had been approaching the South players while still coaching the Brisbane Broncos about the 2019 season. I think South or the Broncos and Seabold collectively have said, hey, listen, strategically you need to unleash this right now because if, you got, if you've got evidence that he may have breached his contract through conflict of interest, whatever it may be, um, we need to make that public because we need to end all yeah. this turmoil. And I suppose that was the nail in the coffin last Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah,
0: now he's taken over uh, and, and um, I, I reckon he can coach. I've been told he can coach. For everyone that's had something to do with him, Anthony Seibold can coach. Uh, the big question is, can he handle the uh, the pressure that comes with being coach of um, and spokesman for the highest profile um, team in the in the NRL? They, they just are very, very high profile. There's a lot that goes with that. Wayne Bennett has been extremely good at that over the years mm. uh, of just you know playing the media and, yep. and getting out the messages that he wants to and ignoring the other stuff. Can Anthony Seibold do similar? Well,
1: I was going to ask you this question during the week, Badge, and we sort of we alluded to it anyway. Well, he did himself, Anthony Seibold, from apparently his first interaction with the players. And I was going to ask you, Badge, you know, what would have been your first, your first speech to the playing group? It wouldn't want to be long, but it would want to be concise and it would want to be intelligent and it would want to hit the mark emotionally to get them to believe in him. And I think he, I think he touched on it, Anthony Seibold. He, he said, hey, listen, let's build our own legacy. Build your own legacy. Let's not just rely on the, the success of the past of this club Let's, and the legends that have come before you. Build your own legacy. And I think that paints an image and a vision in a player's mind that says, hey, you know, you're right. Now I've just got to believe in the coach and whether I'm willing to bleed for yeah, him. Yeah, and,
0: and the only thing that those players can do as a group and individually is have uh, a say in what happens in their, with yes. their future. Mm-hmm. That, they can't do anything about the past, about the recent past with the coaches and all that drama. Whether whether they're a massive fan of Wayne and they're disappointed he's gone, they can't do anything about no. that. They they are in a circumstance where they're going to be coached uh, by a very good coach, and and also they've got a, an extremely talented bunch of players. Yeah, Their future the is, is bright if yeah. they get that right. And it's the same thing at South Sydney. Those players have been through a lot. They've now got a new coach there, someone who's going to bring different ways. But they've also got a team that what, where do they get they got. To uh, the, the third week of the finals, yeah. Yeah. didn't they? So they're not far off either. The, both of those teams, if they can settle down quickly and just uh, accept that their uh, accept that their their new coach is going to change a few yeah. things, but there's a lot of positives that'll come with that.
1: I think Wayne goes into out of the two relationships. I think Wayne goes in with a little bit more of a an accepting an accepting role because or presence, I should say, because of his mm. relationship with Sam Burgess in England. Uh, Greg Inglis through probably Queensland Origin, Cody uh, Walker as well, who played a lot of the time in the Intrust Super Cup in Brisbane. So yep. I think he's got some players, the relationships with with key senior players, well, that makes his Cook. transition smooth.
0: Yeah, their star hooker has signed a four year extension. Yep. He's obviously um, you know keen on the idea that Wayne's there, and um, he would have been
1: it uh, would have been worth a, a fair bit on the open market. What's going to be really difficult for Wayne Bennett is correct me if I'm wrong, badge. Over the years, Wayne has liked a lot of control, hasn't he? Yes, he, won't, he won't get the, that. He won't get that with Russell Crowe and Shane Richardson. Well, yeah, that's They've right. They've made no one to him.
0: The one, one thing he did when he was at the Broncos in the early days, he made it clear that he he'd, he'd uh, he was looking after the footy team, yep. and the board of directors was looking after you know, the other side of things. And look, I think that'll be a really similar circumstance again, and maybe that's a that's a good thing, mm. Wayne. You're just looking after the team. Uh, you will have a say in recruitment. You're not it's not the be all and end all, but that's important that the coach does get involved in that. But he doesn't have to worry about a lot of the other stuff too, which can I think can really help. You just mm. get that team performing as well as they can. You're right, and I'd rather do it that way as a coach. So it doesn't always work out. Some, some clubs where they are a bit short on uh, you know short on staff in certain areas. You're out promoting. You're doing everything else. But if they
2: just want him to coach, I think it'll be beneficial. Well, his job's
1: easier, as you said, with Damien Cook. Standing for another four years
2: It's a bit of a full stop On, on that whole saga That whole I guess uh, Scenario that unfolded Over the course of Two, three, four weeks But I'll tell you What it does do boys Is set up uh, Pretty mouthwatering clash Round eight ANZ Stadium mm. When the uh, the Bunnies And the Broncos Will meet Because mm. uh, they've got history the days. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anthony Seabold And Wayne Bennett Have got history Dating back to uh, The QAS The Queensland Academy of Sport The Emerging Maroons Program Oh yeah They've got for more reports, a few years back, both he and Anthony Seibold didn't see eye to eye, and it's right. it's continued mm. that I suppose you wouldn't want to say poisonous, but uh, that altercation years ago. Ah. So there is some feeling there.
0: Seep started his career at the Broncos he before he went down to uh, the Raiders. Yep.
2: Um, as a player, you're talking as about? As a player, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Damian Cook. Uh, it was one of the uh, other big pieces of news through the week. The Bunnies securing his future for an additional four years. Uh, and while we're at it at the Broncos, Corey Oates also uh, re-signing uh, in a 12-month extension. Just for a year. Yeah, for yeah. uh, Hasn't quite got the money he would like, but he's still going to get paid handsomely mm.
0: for, for, his, uh, for his role on the wing, perhaps maybe even moving in a little bit closer to the action. But he's expecting to... Next year, go through the same process, sign a longer-term... He said, I want to stay longer at the Broncos to see my future Mm. here. Longer-term deal, but expecting a bit more coin. Mm.
1: Uh,
2: One thing that you both, not hotly disputed, but certainly discussed in our hot topic through the week was a possible move for Greg Inglis, Sats back to fullback.
1: Yeah, well, Wayne Bennett, I suppose, intimated this around the importance of Greg Inglis and making him happy and letting him play where he wants to play, he's saying, probably more so to Alex Johnston, and it also affects Robert Jennings, the tri-scorer of the year last year. Robert Jennings playing outside of Greg Inglis, but um, him saying that if Greg Inglis wants the number one jersey, well, it's his, which means Alex Johnston then becomes a winger and he wants to play fullback. Does he change clubs? Do they release him? It's then up to Wayne to use his you personal skills to be able to convince Alex Johnson that he's an important part yeah, of the
0: club. I I don't think you know, for me long term, a full season at fullback for Greg Inglis, I don't think it's a viable option, but maybe he'll, he'll play a, a number of games there.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I just I feel as though as a defender, I always think from a defender's point of view, I want Greg Inglis in the centres. I can put numbers around him to defend him when he's mm. got the ball. And I know that's a, a big ask in itself but if he's at fullback, he's a little bit low in Darren Lockyer, played fullback. You knew he was there somewhere, but you just didn't know where or he where was. Or where he's going to bob
0: up. I, I absolutely agree with you, Sats. I'm just coming from the point of view of, yeah. of GI's injury history and whether he could, you know, you, what you don't want is him getting mm. midway or early mm. in the season and his knee problems pop up again and you, and you're just nursing him through to the end of the yep. season. At the moment, he's fit and healthy and not doing as much work out in the centres. Mm.
2: It just occurred to me that even though fans of the Broncos and Rabbitohs would have been frustrated with it all unfolding the way it did, I'm sure the NRL would have loved it, having the uh, sport on the back and the front pages yes on occasions no. over yes the and past no, month. I
1: suppose. Yeah, it's always a code battle, isn't it, between yeah. the AFL and the Rugby League. Something I've
2: I've well, been quite envious of, more, and I've sat so back in appreciation though, yeah.
1: with the AFL, is that since powerful figures like Kevin Sheedy and Mick Malthouse have really moved on as coaches, coming to the, media, the yeah. AFL have, have really... As an overarching governing body They've really taken control of What each club does now Whereas we've still got some figures in the game That are administrators, coaches Whatever they may be That still feel as though They're above the governing body Hmm. Yeah
2: Yeah. Well, I guess now With the squads almost finalised There are a couple of little bits of player movement Still to unfold But as supporters, as lovers of the game, we start to look forward to round one. But prior to that is the, um, the pre-season badge, the trials. I just wanted to ask you two off the cuff, how did you approach trial matches pre-seasons? Were you fans of them? Did you just yeah. itching to get into it after a long pre-season or were they a bit of a chore?
1: I I was probably part of the minority and I'm pretty sure it pissed a lot of my teammates off. <laughs> is that I used to treat trials like they were proper round matches, yeah. where I had some of the players that used to treat trials exactly Oh, you were Sammy serious I just want to play 15 yep. or 20 minutes, just get some running in the legs. And I wanted to try and play as long as possible, yeah. and yep. and if I didn't treat it like a proper game, I was fearing that I was going to get injured. Yeah. Yeah. No, so.
0: you're right there, and, and most clubs now have the formula down. They'll play a, they'll play a couple... Well, they've already locked uh, the... What, Benny was first up The Indigenous, Indigenous Versus All-Stars. Marty all All-Stars
2: yep. Yeah it's had a It's had a facelift Of sorts And they're going to take on A, yeah, a Māori All-Stars side A women's and a men's game At Amy Park In yeah. early Feb Mid Yeah Feb, fr- yep. mid Feb Friday 15th of Feb
0: Mid Feb, Feb. That'll,
2: that'll officially kickstart The season And then there'll be A couple of trials
0: yep. Each club Does And the a week club, off World Club Challenge World club Of course challenge. Wigan
1: versus the Roosters Yeah on cool. the is Saturday that,
0: yep. Is that uh, overseas In England Wigan That's it's in Wigan well yep. supported over there And then every club Will have a couple of trials And then you have a week off and then you head into um, the the competition start. Yeah, yeah I, I I I remember treating a bear pretty seriously. But I, I did a couple of times I came
2: back from surgery, so you just had to get some good footy under your yep. under your belt. Games being taken to Geelong, uh, the Sunshine Coast. Uh, they'll head to. Maitland as well as Mackay, and uh, then the Dragons and Rabbitohs will uh, wrap things up as far as pre-season is concerned with the Charity Shield. Uh, I think that was in Mudgee this year. I think it's returning yeah. to Mudgee. Which and is, NRL uh, Nation will be all over. Absolutely, and gee, we'll be starting the countdown towards Season 2 of that as well. So that's all still ahead of us. That's a look at what's happened throughout the week in League, Badge. Origin
0: tickets went on sale as well this week. Snap so for game, game 1 and Game 3... In Brisbane and in Sydney, mm. get in. General public went on sale. I'm, I'm hopefully there's some left for you.
1: There's going to be some awesome. Not for you because you get them free. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I wish <Yeah>. some great <laughs>
2: anticipation for that series with New You're South an Wales origin player, so That's don't. Pretend, win, yeah, but won, I never, never won a series.
1: series. You won multiple, and you get free tickets when you win series yeah. with coins. I'm still not convinced that. that's factual, or
2: you're out. stirring <laughs> the pot. I think he might be doing the Who latter. do I have to call? <laughs> for First Choice <laughs> league, we've got more Off the Bench to come. Peter Bedell, of course, from News Corp, the Courier Mail, to give us his insight into the coaching swap at the Broncos and Rabbitohs. And, boys, your next point of business is to throw a Makita Power Player our way. We'll do that very soon. You're listening to Off the Bench.
0: You're listening to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Gary Belcher for First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs.
2: Oh, and not forgetting Scotty Sadler, he's here with us as well as we launch into another big hour of all things sports chat. We've covered NRL off the top, we're about to delve a little deeper into the coach swap. Anthony Seibold, Wayne Bennett that unfolded earlier on in the week with Pete Bedell. NRL Journal from the Courier Mail and News Corp Publications. That's coming up for you very soon. Uh, We're going to nominate a Makita Power Player or two or three or four or five if Sats gets his way and also look at a Gurney high-pressure performer as well as what we're all looking forward to this weekend in the wonderful world of sport. But uh, as we all have covered extensively over the past few weeks and have wondered and scratched our heads as to when and why and how this would unfold Eventually, it seems as though some common sense has prevailed with Anthony Seabold and Wayne Bennett doing the old coaching switcheroo. Bennett now off to the Rabbitohs and Seabold will move north to the Brisbane Broncos. A journalist who we call upon uh, quite often uh, because he is a man with a finger on the pulse and has covered this unfolding story since pretty much day dot, which I suppose you almost have to go back some seven or eight months to when it was first touted that the Brisbane Broncos were chasing the signature of Craig Bellamy is Pete Bedell and he is regarded as one of the finest NRL journos in the caper we caught up with him early in the week when it was made official that the swap was on and this is how it all unfolded through the eyes and ears of Pete when he caught up with myself and Badge Ansatz on Sports Day a few days ago Well, let's get into it, boys. Spad Sats Uh, is a guy who we've called on a couple of times in recent weeks to update us on this crazy scenario unfolding between the Brisbane Broncos and South Sydney Rabbitohs regarding their coaching positions for the 2019 season. It's all come to a head as of Friday, and then across the weekend, it unfolded where we are now. Sats, uh, we've got uh, the coaches making the switcheroo, which we've called upon for the last few months. A man who's been covering it for News Corp, Courier Mail, leading NRL journo, is Pete Bedell. And once again, Pete's been very generous with his time to join us on Sports Day. Welcome, Pete. G'day, boys.
1: Well, everyone believes that you are the creator of this, uh, Pete Bedell. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's, go, let's go back three days, four days, back to Friday, when Wayne Bennett, Calls a press conference. The first part of this question is, did Paul White and and the board of directors, were they aware that he was going to have a press conference announcing that he was staying? Or were they thinking it was going to be the opposite? Or did they not know there was one at all?
3: <laughs> no, so they didn't know anything about it, boys. So Wayne Bennett, off his own bat, rang a couple of journalists, including myself and a few others, and said, I'll be holding a press conference in about an hour. So if you can get to Red Hill, um, I'll announce what I'm doing. Uh, we all raced out there, and in the meantime, I'm told that he, he didn't speak to Paul White or Carl Morris. He didn't give any indication internally about what he was doing. He he told the players after training that he would speak to the media, but he didn't tell them what he was doing. So it was uh, it was quite quite amazing when he stepped out to meet the media. We had no idea what he was doing, and that that yeah, you know, well, it was really a, a sense of suspense about it all. But in the end, the the words I'm saying were ultimately. What signed his, uh, I guess his termination at the Broncos because after the the board heard that and after the Brisbane bosses heard that, they said it's time to act.
1: Now we saw over the weekend as well uh, Anthony Seibold coming out and disclosing a lot of information that Bennett had been in contact with some of his players um, while still staying, staying staying at the at the Broncos. Was that the nail in the coffin from a I suppose a human resource point of view and a breach of contract point of view that the Brisbane Broncos hierarchy needed?
3: Yeah, it's a good point, Sats. Look, I, I don't think the actual story itself, you know, on the front page was what prompted Brisbane bosses to act. Oh, I, know, I I was told privately after Wayne said he was staying, Brisbane obviously were aware of some of the things that Wayne was doing, you know, talking to South Sydney players and even just criticism of Brisbane hierarchy publicly. I mean, can anyone listening to this imagine if they bagged their bosses? Mm. At work, whether they'd have a job the next day. So, so Wayne, in theory, breached his contract on a couple of fronts. I know Brisbane lawyers yesterday spent a couple of hours just going through the legal minefield and working out where where they could sack him within his contract. So, yeah, that that ultimately was his undoing. He, just a new number of breaches, and uh, that that prompted Brisbane lawyers to act.
0: So it seems to me, Pete, as though Wayne. Oh pretty obvious wanted to be sacked rather than walk out he wanted to be sacked and therefore he wanted to be sacked so he would be able to um get compensation for the final year of his contract is that that correct you see it that way
3: well look badger i can only go on what what wayne has told me and said publicly to other journalists he's always said it's not about the money now whether we believe that or not who knows but he he always wanted to fulfil his deal at the Broncos. He says, you know, given everything he'd done for the club, his relationship with his players, he never wanted to leave. He was always hoping things could sort themselves out at the end of 2019. However, he hasn't. He he poured fuel on the fire at times. I mean, no doubt about that with his public comments, his sentiments, and ultimately, it seemed like a, a almost a veiled threat to, to sack him. He was almost like a man standing on the edge of a cliff saying, "Well, push me, push me if you dare." So. Uh, in the end, the Brisbane bosses were prepared to act and and do that. So look, it it's a sad scenario, isn't it, guys? I think it's terrible all around how this has ended.
0: Yeah. So I'm I sort of just can't really work out why he wanted that to happen when he was. We we're hearing that he was actually in contact with South's players and he'd had a say on their pre-season camp, and yet he's doing. So if it wasn't for the money was it just to get up the noses of the Brisbane Broncos? Because let's face it, look, whether you like or or not Wayne, or or love him, like him or not, the Broncos, he had a contract until the end of 2019, and the Broncos were the ones that started talking to Craig Bellamy early this season. I think you might have been one of the people that leaked that, Pete. Um, Mm. So therefore, I could see why he would have had his his nose out of joint. He's been dirty all that time, hasn't he? Well,
3: he has. And you know what's amazing in all of this, guys, is this whole debacle has been triggered over a 12-month extension. That's that's the crux of it. Wayne Bennett wanted a 12-month extension for 2020, and then he was happy to retire. Brisbane would not give him that one year. Now, I ask, was all this pain, all this infighting, all this public drama, was it all worth it? Brisbane's board could have just signed a one-year extension and Wayne would have gone off into the wilderness after that. I, I personally think, given the way Brisbane are going at the moment, the young forwards coming through, the support the players have given Wayne Bennett, I would have given him 12 months, and this would have all been avoided. But yeah, but, but in Pete, the end, it's been an absolute debacle. Yeah,
0: but Pete, and Sats, that they obviously decided they didn't want him after 2019 when they were talking to Craig Bellamy. Mm-hmm. So, Sats, that's, mm-hmm. that's... Pete, was there... he was never going to get that Was extension. there some
1: discussions initially throughout the year that, that Wayne would be moved to a more operational role uh, to go through to the 2020 and beyond, and he he inadvertently knocked that back. Was that a discussion that was had between Paul White and Wayne Bennett some months ago?
3: Yeah, it was that. So on July the 12th, Carl Morris, the Broncos chairman, sent a letter to Wayne Bennett offering him an, a front office position beyond 2019. So his words were he wanted an elegant transition, and he always wanted Wayne to have a long-term future at the club that was their hope and they wanted him to see out his deal in 2019 and then he was going to have a he was offered a five-year contract of with a job of his choosing to remain at the club so he could have done recruitment he could have done anything he could have been an administrator he could have painted you know painted the lines and mowed the lawns <laughs> if he wanted so he had, Look, they were prepared to work with Wayne, and that's my criticism of Wayne. I guess he just felt that he coaching hadn't left him yet, and he wanted to be a head coach. But at age 70, which he would have been when his deal ended, I, I think Brisbane would have been quite reasonable in that sense. So Wayne has to take some, some blame as well.
1: Now, his comment where he believes that he's done everything right by the fans and uh, and the club, and the players, sorry, the players and the fans... Now that evidence has come to light that he has been in contact with other players at another club while still under contract, has he done right by the fans and the players at he's get his as his current club?
3: No, I don't think he has. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's look Wayne's always been the master of mind games, hasn't he? Manipulation. He does know how to control the narrative, and I think he lost control of the narrative in this sense. I mean, you know, look, I know there's general coaches that Probably talk to some players if there's you know guys off contract they may know them through rep teams and it, it wouldn't be un it wouldn't be un you know it wouldn't be it's not rare that other coaches do talk to other players but when given the nature of this this drama I think for Wayne to reach out to South players was very very dangerous and it was always going to come out especially when Anthony Seabold had issues and grievances and ultimately Brisbane fans are entitled to think that that Wayne doted them absolutely.
1: Now, let's flip to the other side now. Anthony Seabold and his first day of Broncos training today and addressing the players, he will have to come up with some Churchillian speech, I believe, because I think he maybe <laughs> go, he goes into the Broncos behind the eight ball knowing that the players were in support of Wayne. Would I be correct in that?
3: Yeah, it's a good point, Sats. I mean, look, isn't it? it's like batting after Bradman in a rugby league sense. I mean, Wayne Bennett... Seven premierships, the NRL's greatest coach in, in many, in the eyes of many. So he's got huge shoes to fill. Anthony, look, he's only had one season in the NRL and he did a good job with South last year, but he is still unproven in my eyes in many senses. So look, he, and the other thing is, guys, he's been given a five-year deal now. I mean, this is unbelievable for a one-season NRL coach to have a five-year contract in this day and age. I think it could be a dangerous term to give a rookie coach a five-year deal
0: it makes it difficult for both clubs in a way doesn't it with all the carryings on and the, whatever's happened and i know pre-season training is for all your rep players especially it's probably only officially just about to start this week but you'd think the bun- with the upheaval the bunnies and the broncos it's going to be difficult for either of them to you know to to go all the way it takes a special team and a special season for a club to win a premiership i think it's just really tricky for them both next year
3: yeah, absolutely bad. You know, I, to be honest, guys, I don't know who benefits out of this. I don't know if Souths are better off with having Wayne Bennett or Brisbane better off having Anthony Seabold. I mean, I, I don't know which team stands to prosper here. I just can't wait for round eight when the two play off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you well, imagine that? A the, match. I, I just wonder
0: what Souths are thinking with um, all the turmoil that Wayne created. And it seems it, like, and he did. He could have he could have walked away a week ago. Or, and it, this was always in mind given that he's... Con- He's had all this contact with the South players, um and he yeah. just he just you know really stirred the pot. I wonder if the bunnies are now wondering what they've got themselves in for.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Batchin. you know the one thing about Wayne, look, he's a great coach, no doubt, but he's always done things on his terms, and he he would even admit himself he can be stubborn, and when when he digs his heels in, you he will not change his mind. That's been my deal experience with Wayne Bennett when I've dealt with him, when he's got his mindset on something you will not change his mind. And he's going to... I think you'll face some fireworks at Redfin. Like, you know, Russell Crowe and Shane Richardson are big personalities there, and big personalities often butt heads. And I I can foresee that Wayne eventually may have some issues there as well. So if he's not prepared to relent in his stance, he may butt heads with Russell Crowe down the track.
1: Yeah, I think that the bunnies get the better of the, the deal here, mainly because if Wayne has been in contact with a lot of the players you're Sam Burgess who has got something to do with the English Rugby yeah. League who obviously likes him as a coach and they've just come off a successful campaign and then you've got Greg Inglis who knows that Wayne Bennett is such a, a great figure in Queensland Rugby League the power of those two players alone I think give him an easy transition into South as opposed to Seabold Pete and Badge and Benny mm. I think he could possibly walk into a minefield knowing that the players had such great uh, such great support for, for Wayne Bennett hmm
0: going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And you're and, still dirty, oh, Pete, aren't just... you? That was that water boy job you've been trying to get for four years. Now <laughs> Wayne kept knocking you back
3: on. <laughs> now you're
0: dirty. Now you just got to get, try, <laughs> try it on with Anthony Sebold.
3: Well, guys, I'm trying to do a straight swap with a Sydney journalist, so I'm hoping to get down there.
2: <laughs> I want
3: to cut the oranges at
2: Redford, so I'm still a chance, boys. It's uh, it's been an incredible (laughs) off-season. Peter, I know you've covered uh, the game for quite a while now, and it almost effectively this puts a full stop to one of the strangest off-seasons in memory. We just hope come round one it's not some sort of massive anticlimax because players, coaches, particularly the coaches moving, I mean, I'm sure you've never seen anything like it, and I'm sure you've spoken to a lot of older journos who are probably still scratching their heads wondering what on earth has been going on the last couple of months.
3: Oh, absolutely, guys. And I've I just got to say, probably to wrap up, boys, I, I don't know what you think, but I, I just feel... When I heard all this yesterday, I, I was relieved in one sense, but I also felt an emptiness and a sadness. I mean, I, Wayne Bennett's done amazing things for the Broncos, and for, for him to be sacked via voicemail, I thought that was disgraceful. I mean, I... I'd, look to mentioned human resources before. I think if there's anyone out there listening, you would expect to be visiting your bosses on Monday morning and seeing them face-to-face if they're going to give you the punt. So Mm. I just think it's so sad how it's all ended, and I hope down the track they can heal wounds one day, but I don't think that'll happen.
2: Yeah, messy finale to what has just been a messy situation in general. Pete, you've been fantastic to us over the past few weeks, obviously, as we've uh, covered this and discussed it almost on a daily basis. We might let you have the rest of the month off and enjoy Christmas and New Year, and then we might pick it up again uh, in 2019 as we gear up towards talking some actual football. I think that sounds all right.
3: Yeah. Well, boys, if there's a straight swap between Bennett and Seabold on Christmas Eve, again,
2: just give me a call. No drama. We certainly will. So Pete Bedell there joining us uh, on Off the Bench here, but also earlier on the week on Sports Day, covering off on the Bennett Seabold swap. Now it's probably a chance for both clubs to just take a breath and start to realign their focus towards what they both hope will be a very successful 2019 season. We're going to take a quick break here on Off the Bench First Choice Liquor. They've got all your liquor needs taken care of. I think both Anthony and Wayne are in need of a good, cold, stiff drink and we'll be heading into first choice liquor at some stage across the weekend we've got a makita power player still to come we'll nominate also a couple of gurney high pressure performers as well as find out what the boys are looking forward to this weekend in sport you're listening to off the bench
0: you're listening to off the bench with benny jones
1: and gary belcher for first choice liquor for all your liquor needs
2: yeah, Sats is here as well as we wind through another big edition of Off the Bench uh, coming up very soon. We'll uh, we'll find out a, a couple of individuals we would consider as high pressure performers, or certainly those that will be under the pressure in coming weeks and months, and find out what Badge and Sats are looking forward to this weekend. Uh, thanks to First Choice Liquor, let's do this. The Makita Power
1: Player for Makita's massive redemption sale. Makita, when power means business.
2: Indeed, that massive redemption sale. Grab yourself free Makita gear. Visit makita.com.au for details. You blokes are just too NRL heavy. I I had to break this up. Sorry. Sorry, I'm just going to throw in quickly before we uh, get back to where we are. Listen, hang on a so sec. Player
1: Outside look. of Rugby League, which you've only really learnt to love over the last three or four years, yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. And still learning. And I don't know where you're going to go with this, but I'm thinking if it's your background, there's no AFL at the moment. So no. that's out.
2: No, very quiet, the AFL. Um,
1: big into horse racing, but the spring carnivals yeah, are finished. Love his dusted. netball.
2: Yeah. We've lost enough money. Well, the cricket's
1: though. on, which you love, but yeah, no. no one's really excited. Where? So I'm <laughs> saying the only other thing that you call Cricket, at the moment is soccer unreal. football. And I think it's going to be football related.
2: Oh well, yeah. No, you're right. I was going to say um, there aren't many other sports probably in the mix, but you are right. Now I've got three, three nominations. Uh, well, first I want to uh, say to Kesuke Honda, the uh, Japanese the new model superstar of Honda SUV,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, mm-hmm.
2: the footballer yep. has come into the A League, and so often we look at these older players, international marquees. yeah, and they come in, they get an easy payday, they miss a few games, they get a lot of injuries, and then they sort of wander off, and we never hear from them again. Well, he hasn't missed a beat; hasn't missed a second. Six weeks into the season. He's topping the stats in a number of categories. Yeah, quick he is. Yeah, and just with the mind and yeah. the feet. Great stuff. And he Sam coaches Cambodia. And he does yeah, he's yeah, also just coaching. Coach him. Or something. Exactly. Uh Sam Kerr, well she's just brilliant. We don't really need to pump up her tires, but fifth in the first ever instalment of the female Ballon d'Or. Great achievement. She's very attractive
0: in, too. If she was playing in Europe, I mm. reckon she'd yeah, be close Yeah, I agree with winning. your badge. We're just a bit out of mind, out of sight. She is
1: absolutely brilliant. Where are we ranked at the moment? Brilliant. Uh, we're number, six in, six, number we? six in the world. or are we? Number six in the world, which
2: um, uh, we've got the World Cup coming up next year. And the last one is Jurgen Klopp. Now, I'm biased. I'm a Liverpool man, but he's celebrating his emotion at the end of the Merseyside derby. Of course, the, the, the ridiculous goal that was scored in the 95th minute, which shouldn't have happened, but it did. Uh, he ran onto the field. He hugged his goalkeeper. And then he got fined for it. Ten grand. His press conferences, if you ever seen Jürgen in a press... He's just... He's happy-go-lucky. Not always. I mean, there's times when he gets a bit testy. But... He's just a guy who loves the game. And I, I think those sort of moments... He seems to be a player so that,
1: that loves his players and the players yeah. love him. Yeah, well, he, yeah.
2: he... And he was a very capable footballer in his own Germany? right. Yeah, yeah, in the Bundesliga. Yep. Um, but I just... I love that. And I know, again, biased because it was my team yeah. on the right. Very feminine glasses. I knew you'd wears, bring
0: though. that up. Sorry, Because they beat Everton. <laughs> hey, talking about happy-go-lucky coaches after <laughs> in press conferences. Great segue. Um Not. (laughs) I'm going to bring up Wayne Bennett as the uh, power player. And you you mentioned it. He welded a lot
1: of power, didn't
0: he? The rugby league world, well, we basically knew what was going to happen, but he made the Broncos and the Rabbitohs and their players, their staff, their officials, everyone, the media, we all sweated on that decision for him to leave the Broncos or be sacked. And he waited and waited and waited Mm. until they sacked him. Yeah, and even when they sacked him, they couldn't find him because <laughs> they had to do it by voicemail. <laughs> yep. But but uh, that was a power play. It was great um, for us. A few different reasons behind it, but uh, yeah, he he made them um, he made them sack him. And uh, I do wonder if he will be
1: chasing compensation. Mm. No, I don't reckon he will. He's, he's I don't think he will. He but um, my power play also is Pat Cummins. Yes. Of the Australian bowling, Australian fast bowlers. Those first three opening fast bowlers, Cummins. Uh, Stark and Hazelwood, day one, test versus India. Coley on three, mm. and they peppered him, peppered him. And it, again, it was Pat Cummins that got him outside off stump and got a beautiful catch by Uzi Khawaja. It was a great catch. Can yeah. I give you a
2: little stat? This yep. is just a quirky little stat I've discovered online. Pat Cummins, he played uh, one test match in India uh, against Virat Kohli. got he him got out him. second ball. Yes. He's bowled four balls to Virat Kohli, knocked him over twice. Wow. Bunny, I think, put a set of ears on him. Great stuff. Uh, Makino, McKen- <laughs> not quite. It's a bit early in the series yeah. to be saying that, Badge. <laughs> massive <laughs> red- (laughs) sale makita when power means business that could come back to haunt us uh when we return from the break a couple of gurney high pressure performers and we'll find out what the boys are looking forward to this weekend in the world
1: of sport a gurney high pressure moment for gurney high pressure cleaners available at bunnings warehouse
2: all right gurney high pressure cleaners available at bunnings warehouse gurney gets the job done uh I know it was yesterday on the first day's play, uh, Sats, but you yep. could not, not mention this guy as a Gurney high pressure performer because coming into the first test, pressure not just on his fitness, but also off field as well. Yeah,
1: Uzi yeah. Kawaja, not only the pressure of him, also fielding in one of the, the real difficult positions, which is I think he was in sort of gully, yeah. f- sort of full slip. Point,
2: gully gully points, sort of. Yeah, region he um,
1: took a beautiful catch off, uh, off Patty Cummings, as we spoke about. And uh, Virat Kohli, but it's more about before a ball was bowled, just yeah. what well was going on inside his head after his brother was charged with not terrorist-related um, charges, but more or less around- fake terrorism, yeah, fake, yeah which is
2: yeah. you know could be staring at a ten-year jail sentence. Absolutely. If, um, so
1: yeah, he's right. had to overcome a lot of demons to get into this game, and he's yeah. he started off beautifully. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, Badge, who do you want to throw into the mix for a Gurney high-pressure performer or someone who's feeling? Well,
0: I think he's I think he's handled his first week well from what I can see. Anthony Seibold, he's won the Broncos players over straight away. If you, you believe everything you read, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a pressure job. Um, it's a long way off round one of the NRL or the trials, but the uh, coaching at uh, at the Brisbane Broncos comes with a lot of pressure, and you only have to ask, you mm. know, Ivan Henjak, Anthony Griffin, oh, and Anthony Griffin. Yeah. Um, how much pressure comes with it? So um, yeah, it's he's, he's in that he's in a high pressure role. He wants to be there though. Yeah, can Decided I tell you something? To leave the I've just,
1: I've, I hope this is wrong because Anthony Cebal is a really really good fella, great Central Queensland boy. I've just been hearing, hearing some reports from some reporters in Queensland that he has already started to turn his back on them because of comments that they oh, made. The me- members this, of the media, members of the yeah. media, journalists. Which Queensland or well, Southeast Queensland become a very lonely place if you try and ostracise the media. Um, so I think he's got to be he's got to, he's got to walk a tightrope. Well, the bloke there before
0: well. him, he would have um, and he will do it continu- still. He'll have a a, a journalist of choice. Yep. that he will feed everything to and make mm. sure the stuff that he wants to get mm. in the papers is in, and the other stuff, well, he down get they get his side of the story. Yeah. So
2: Seab's I reckon might do similar. Mm. Is it the old adage, Sats? keep your friends close and the enemies even closer. Absolutely. Particularly, you, know, you don't want to be us against them with the media. And
1: finally, if you do that with some of the members of the media, when yeah. they do get close to you, you can actually, they actually, actually prove to you that they are human, some yeah. of them. And, yeah. and you actually work out really good working relationships with them. So well, if you're
0: listening, Seabes, Anthony Siebold, Start return to Scotty Sattler's call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we want you on the, the
2: show. On <laughs> break the bread. So, <laughs> Uzi and Anthony Seabold, nominated there for our Gurney High Pressure Cleaners, High Pressure Performers. Uh, thanks to Gurney, available at Bunnings Warehouse. Just before we finish up, boys, uh, well, what are we looking forward to this weekend? I knew you'd find a boxing slant, That's so I'll come back to you in a second, but Badge, for you, it's pretty simple. Oh, well, the rest it? of the first test. Um,
0: and, and look, some nervous people out there, I reckon, because a, a bunch of them took... Good odds yes. for King Coley yep. to score a century in each test. Test. Yeah.
2: Yep. Not every innings, but so, every test. So he's, he's, he's in
0: a bit <laughs> of trouble in this first one. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a hundred runs title, that's a no. century in a one century. of your innings. Yeah. Uh, so they they could have their could have done their dash early. Could it's have. like uh Losing,
2: Having a, a really good quaddy bet But you lose out in the first leg Or, with an upset. or, or backing <laughs> Chautauqua and it never leaves the game. Yeah, um, something like that I'm looking forward to I've got a bit of work ahead of me this weekend Boys, uh, Double header, in fact Heading down to Melbourne to uh, call the victory And Adelaide United They've got a huge rivalry as old as the A-League itself And then uh, heading to Newcastle Beautiful Newcastle uh, to see the Jeez. Jets And the Raw on Sunday Both sides coming off a loss So we'll be desperate as you can imagine, for a win. The 180 ADB is going to get a workout <laughs> yeah, this cl- weekend, baby. Clocking up the miles. Uh, so, Sats, we'll leave the last word with you. What's happening yeah, in your world As this you weekend?
1: said, I'm a boxing fan, and this is a name that probably not a lot of people out there know, but I think we're going to learn a lot more about. It's a young man by the name of Rowan Murdoch. Now, I'm travelling to the Gold Coast this Saturday night to watch him fight, in a, uh, fight against a guy by the name of Roland Mancilla, I think his name is. If he wins this bout, Roland Murdoch, he's only about 23, 24.
2: Very young in boxing terms. Yeah,
1: yeah. and he's also highly ranked in the world uh, world rankings. If he wins this fight against a really good opponent, mm. he could get a world title shot, oh. much like Jeff Horn has wow. in the past. Yep. And it may be on the same card if that... Um, the fight on the coast shoreline oh, that's been on the Gold Coast is yep. getting promoted with Jeff Horn's next okay. possible oh, opponent. So, cool. yeah, Ron Murdoch, you don't know a lot about him, but you'll learn mm. a lot more about him yeah. in the coming years.
2: Okay, there you go. You heard it first from our boxing expert, Sats. That is a look at what's happening this weekend. And for First Choice Liquor, for all your liquor needs, this has been Off the Bench. Bad Sats, have a great weekend. We'll catch you same time next week, boys. See, See you.